Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. If you've considered starting a live show or want to know if a live show is right for you, you'll want to tune into this episode. We'll go over what's involved in making a live show and how to be successful at it. On this episode of Growth Hack, we bring on Kirk Nugent to talk live shows. Kirk has reinvented how small businesses and entrepreneurs reach the world. Whether he's engaged in one-on-one training or he's captivating audiences through Amazon and CNN with his expertise as a brand ambassador, Kirk's goal is to help organizations leverage innovation. As the host and the producer of the show How It Works, he believes that corporations, no matter the size, should stop selling, start streaming, and let the customers come to you. Welcome, Kirk. Hey, what's going on, man? All right, let's get right into it, man. You're the man, the myth, the legend about live shows. Before starting a live show, what's the first thing you need to do? And the first thing, I, I put it into three three words. I'm just going to say the three words. Some of you are going to take from it what you will. Purpose, value, target. Okay? Purpose, value, target. Um, just answer those three. Uh, answer those three things. Answer the, put Write down in the simplest form as you possibly can, what is the purpose of my live show? What, why am I going live <laughs> and what value am I going to provide? Uh, and, and who, who can I provide that value to? And who am I actually trying to get that value to? Like, what question am I going to answer? I don't want to give you too much here because this really isn't the crux of it. I mean, a lot of people, what I like to say uh, is that you really want to get into it. Just go live, but, but, but getting, giving yourself a small framework, just a, just that small framework. This is my purpose. This is the value I want to provide. And this is my target audience. Doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to strike gold. You don't have to, you know, split an atom in your live shows. You can just share the value that you have to provide. I mean, whatever your lived experience has been or is, trust me, there's somebody out there who would love to get that experience, to get that perspective. So identify those three things and you're ready. So what would be a good difference if someone is choosing to figuring out their plan, right? <clears throat> there's, there's different mediums. There's going live, right? And then all the places you can go live. So we won't go down that route, but let's just say live is a category. Then a podcast like we're on today, uh, YouTube, right? Someone can be a YouTuber. Talk to us about like how, how you come to the conclusion that live is right for a, a particular scenario business person. This is why I put it into those three things, purpose, value, target. So this is a purpose that we want to go live for, and this is the value that we want to provide. Uh, purpose is, is going to be, it's a moving target. It's personal. It's, it's going to, uh, my purpose and your purpose may be totally different, even though we want to provide the same value, right? But the target audience, the target, who am I going to provide this for is going to help you to determine, okay, so if I'm doing this for, uh, for uh, baby boomers <laughs> who have retired, probably don't need to go live, uh, probably need to look into doing a workshop of some sort in different communities around your area or even your region or maybe even the country uh, because your target audience isn't on there. And maybe they are, right? Maybe maybe they are, maybe they are. But your target audience is going to help you to understand where do I go live? Um, is my audience on YouTube? I would dare say all audiences are on YouTube. That's kind of the one differentiator. But then what is your secondary platform? Okay, so is my audience on Facebook? Is it on LinkedIn? Is it on Twitter? 
Uh, is my audience on Facebook? Is, is my audience on TikTok? I mean, wherever your audience is, it's going to help you to, you know, whatever that audience is, is going to help you determine. It answers that question for you. So you need to define those three things. A lot of other answers just fall into place. A lot of other strategy items just fall into place. One of the things that I, I look at is um, from a technology standpoint, there, there is some technology that needs to go into place. I, I think live has come a long way. It's it's much, much, much easier to go live now, but you still need to know how to hit certain buttons. Uh, podcasting, right? Um, I need to be able to record something. Uh, and if I have a team or I don't have a team, when you got to kind of splice it together, you got to know where to upload it to. Do you need to be a personality? Do you need to have some foundational something before you really consider going live? This is the, the the biggest question and probably the most important. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe there is a personality type or, you know, there is because I, I, I have clients, uh, coaching clients who are uh, very monotone uh, <laughs> uh, and, and they're monotone when they're excited. I want to be clear. They're excited, but they're monotone. Right. But they're they're in some instances, they're gamers. In some instances, they're into crypto and metaverse and NFTs, and they're sharing immense, tremendous value. And the people who are watching are just pouring over what they're sharing. So I don't necessarily believe that there is a particular personality type that should only you are the only ones that should be going live. I still think it comes back to uh, what, why are you going to do this live show? And, and I, I, a lot of people get, uh, maybe some of them maybe too quickly go over that hurdle, right? Well, oh, my purpose is this. And they just keep moving. Uh, but if you really identify what, what is my, why uh, that piece that, why am I doing this? Why do I have to do this? And then a lot of the tech pieces become, uh, okay, I'll, I'll learn these because I know my why is bigger than this technology piece. One of the things I also like to say here is um, getting started, recognizing that getting started, once you've done even one live show, you're already in a different group than everybody else that's in the prep phase that is still learning, that's still, and I'm not, I'm not discounting what it means to go to YouTube University and get into the groups and get into the places and spaces where people are doing this thing and you can learn tips, tricks, best practices. But all of those things can only be implemented in the review process. And, and, and that's, this is the part I owe as a coach, I always want to get people to review. Even if their live, their first live video or first live show was only 10 minutes and they did it with their phone, at least it's done. Now we can review. Now I can sit with them or even they can sit with their family members and say, you know what, we could do this differently. We could do this differently. The review process is where the gold happens. The review process is where refinement happens. Re review process where you innovate, where you iterate, where you level up if you were. I think I want my camera to look a little different. I don't like how my sound is and maybe I need to start looking into some of those pieces. Those things happen in the review process. Uh, but I, I always want to, you know, whatever the hurdle is, I, I mean, it's, it's actually one of the questions I ask in coaching is what is the barrier for you to go live? If we've already identified your purpose, value, and your target, what's the barrier now for you to go live? Help me to understand why you haven't done it yet. And, and whatever they come at me with, I'll just be honest with you. I'm looking to tear those pieces down so that they can go live so that we can get to review. And in that review, yes, we will hone in on the tech. We'll hone in on the, all the things. Uh, did you have this in your run sheet? Did you think about this for your pre-show routine? Did you do all these pieces? But I don't want to inundate people with that kind of thing until they get some reps under their belt. Do you, is this even something you're going to want to do? 
long term. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I would hate for somebody to have spent two thousand dollars on equipment and on courses and and consults. And they realize four episodes in like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. In fact, I still want to share this value with the world. I just don't want to do it live. I don't want to do it in this way. And so that that becomes, you know, again, that review process in the review. You can start to say, hey, so when this was happening, how did you feel? Oh, as a little as a little Maybe you need a remote producer that allows you to just show up and provide the value. And then you don't do any of the tech stuff. You just turn on your camera and then that person does all the live stuff for you. There are many ways to accomplish this thing, but I, I didn't want to, I don't want to, you know, dive into the weeds there or to, to, to really exclude anyone. I do feel like if you have a large enough, why it will propel you over any of the obstacles or hurdles that are that seemingly are in the way of you getting to your ultimate goal. So let's switch gears. We we're in it. We're clear. We've maybe coached. We've uh, spoken with someone. We know we're ready to go. We know that this is the thing we have to do, or we really want to do it. Right? What's the next step? Man, so, you know, yes, we're in it, we're, we're iterating, we're looking at the review process, which is my favorite process. Um, we need to fine tune the, the, the value piece, we need to fine tune what that, uh, what that impact piece looks like, we need to fine tune what we're putting out there. Uh, from a content perspective, I think a lot of people, where this whole live video content creation thing is concerned, um, a huge focal area is the tech. Yeah, right. It's the gear. Uh, it's the lights. It's the the colors. It's the 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 microphones. Um, and and def- of, of course, you know, different other platforms. Which platform are you using? Oh, you're using that platform. And, you know, you almost have this, you know, this competition among yourselves. And I think a little bit of that is healealthy. But um, I feel far too much emphasis and is, is placed on that. Um, uh, I heard it said that 30 percent of what makes a great live show is 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 the tech. So if it's only 30%, then what makes up the other 70%? And that's the content. Uh, That's the content. It's not just that you are delivering content, but it is the content, how the content is delivered and and that it is received by your intended audience. And it is in a way that they can take it and go to action steps immediately. It's what I love about what you just shared about your show. You want to get through the noise and give people action items. This is what it looks like. Here's, here's the steps. And you want people to be able to walk away with notes that say, I can do this tomorrow. And it doesn't matter what the content is. It doesn't matter if it's live video. It doesn't matter if it's underwater basket weaving. It could be um, lowering your blood pressure. If you have a chronic disease like diabetes, whatever the value proposition is, this is what I'm sharing with you. You want to make sure that it's given to them in a way that they can actually take action, uh, take action. So that's, that's one of the things that I would, I would definitely say is the next step. Another piece there, of course, is, um, looking, looking at, looking at your, your target audience and seeing what that impact is. So you've given them the steps. How is that? How is that? Um, one of the things I love about live is that it is a two-way conversation, right? Meaning there's comments coming in, uh, there, there, sometimes you may even have a guest like we're on this today and you are having that two-sided, I'm sharing information and then you're telling me how you're receiving it. Uh, you're telling me, oh, that makes sense because of this or this or this, uh, don't gloss over 
the fact that you're getting feedback immediately. One of the things I love about live is that you get that immediate feedback, especially if you have a live audience. And, and to be clear, you know, if, if you have five to 10 people, this is a live audience. Um, I did a live once on Amazon. I had about nine people watching at the time, you know, not quote unquote successful by any terms, but one of those nine was Jeff Bezos. So my point simply is, does it, you know, the one person that's watching. And of course, Jeff Bezos says to me, hey, Kirk, say hi to CNN. And I said, hi, CNN, right? I have no idea what the impact of that will be down the line. The idea is it's a two-way conversation. Were I not looking at the chat, were I not paying attention to the two-way, the other side of that conversation, I would never have seen that my whole comment section lit up saying, hey, Kirk, <laughs> you missed a comment, right? There's somebody here that you need to respond to. And that is critical, even if it's not Jeff Bezos, every person that comes to your live stream is giving you of their most precious commodity. And that is their time. And you want to reward them for that. You want to treat that as precious as it is. And so you want to have that two way conversation and make sure that you you're recognizing that this thing is having impact. Hey, somebody says in the chat, Hey, I'm not really quite getting that, but you're so into your notes. You didn't really see the comment. Well, hold on. Let me pause here. What did you not get? Because that little bit of interaction will help you to fine tune your delivery and make you that much better in the review process. And it allows you to get back into that review process once again. And you, you start to say to yourself, oh, okay, uh, here's how some things I can tweak. Again, that 70%, the content piece, that's what's really successful. So it makes, that's a differentiator, right? That's what's going to help you to, to, to get that much better at delivery. And the delivery piece is how people are going to receive it. And that's going to ensure that they have that impact. And I don't know what your overall right goal line is, uh, but your goal line, if it is impact, then of course you want to make sure that you're having that impact with your audience as well. So we're talking about success. What, how do you create success, right? So you've, you've, you've done this, you're sustaining this, um, you, you, you've worked through some of the kinks, you're improving your process, you're, you're moving along. How, how do you create success? Success is, is again, um, I, I'm not, I'm, trust me, I'm not being a broken record on purpose. It's, it's just that we have really identified those critical pieces in those, free, those first three terms, purpose, value, target, right? What you have your, your target audience, you have the value you want to provide, but why am I going live? And that why, uh, that, that purpose is going to be your goal line, right? There's nothing worse than running a race and not knowing where the finish line is. Uh, I I'm into CrossFit. I, I watched this whole CrossFit thing the CrossFit games and they, uh, they got to what they thought was the finish line, but it's actually the halfway point. And they tapped everybody and said, Hey, you got to go back back through all the, the mountainous terrain and the woods and the water and the bike running and all of the things. And you could just see that look on their face of, oh my God, I have to go do this again because they didn't know what the goal line was, right? And so because the goal line has been moved, you have to do more work. And, and when we have a live show, when you, it doesn't matter what it is you have, but we're, we're talking about live shows today. What is that goal line? Define it. Be very specific of what that goal line is. I know for me, the goal line is I want to have impact on a specific number of people's lives in terms of how they can share their value with the world. That's Kirk's goal line. But what's the goal line for you? And, I, and you got to be specific with that and, and define it. Maybe write it somewhere, put it on a wall somewhere, frame it, keep it somewhere in sight because your goal line should not be a moving target. And, and once you have that defined, that's going to help you to really say this is successful. 
or this is not successful. And so some of you, it may just be metrics. It may be we're moving the needle. We're, we're getting more leads coming back into our business. We have more uh, public speaking sessions and speaker uh, uh, assignments booked. Maybe it is that you have more projects. So like my wife does web design. Maybe she's looking to go live so she can get more web design projects. Whatever your goal is, you can actually put some metrics on that and you can actually set your bar for success. And, and that, that bar for success is wildly personal, um, should not be influenced by what you see other people's definition of success is. If, if, if your definition of success is a very simple uh, definite, I, I mean, I, for me, I, I love to see comments on my videos. I love to, there's so many different ways that we can define this success thing uh, that does not have anything to do with, oh, I've got 50,000 subscribers or, you know, we're at a million downloads for the podcast. Success can be that too. Uh, and of course, you are going to be playing a very different game if that's what it is. But for a lot of us, especially businesses, brands, thought leaders, passion project pushers, side hustlers, right? Especially for those of us who are kind of in this thing because of the love of it. I doubt that it is really a numbers game as much as it is an impact game. Like I want for it to be said, I mean, I did a show recently where I asked people, how did you come in contact with me? What, what, how in the world did you, you come into my orbit? And the, the comment section, I'll just be honest with you. It, it brought me to tears. It, it made me overwhelmed with emotion because it, these people were at spaces where they could not find the answer elsewhere and they came across my content and they were able to get that answer and move to the next step. And that's what I, that's what I call success. So whatever your success definition is, you want to be clear on that. You want to write it down. You want to have that thing etched in stone almost so that it's a repeatable process. You can hit that success definition multiple times in your journey. So Kirk, thank you so much. I mean, like this is, I know there's probably a lot missing from this and it's probably already overwhelming for someone listening. And if they made it this far, if someone is overwhelmed with this process, what suggestions do you have? You know, I, I, I believe in YouTube university, right? I know that that is uh, I always want to give people free resources, but the easy button is simply um, finding a coach, finding somebody who can actually walk with you and give it to you piecemeal, right? In bite-sized chunks that doesn't allow, doesn't get you to be overwhelmed. Uh, a coach that, that really resonates with you and, and, and who you are. Uh, I believe that, you know, if you're looking for somebody who <laughs> is in this phase, they probably have a similar, uh, a similar definition of success as you do. Um, I do, I do a lot of faith-based people. I deal with a lot of uh, thought leaders, brands, um, um, public speakers, and because those are the spaces that I also am in. So those are a lot of the clients that I work with. So finding somebody who understands you, understands the space that you're in. If you're a gamer and you're looking to get into live streaming, you probably want to work with somebody who's into gaming. And then just say to them, you know, if you had to start over again, what was to be that first thing? Take it in as slow a process as you possibly can do so that you don't get overwhelmed. Because that the point is not to be overwhelmed or to do it all in a day. The point is to enjoy the journey. And once you define what that destination is, then you can enjoy every little step along the way. You can stop and smell the roses because you're not necessarily rushing to get there. Uh, you recognize that I will get there if I continue on this process. 
but I, now that I know where it is, I'm going. So I, I, I would definitely recommend that, you know, you get into some groups where you can um, hear like-minded people talk about the same things that you're struggling with or, or questions that you may have. Find resources online that you can use as well. I love master classes. You know, that's a group setting. Uh, but there are also Facebook groups that are a little more public, free. Um, but then you can also take a course. I mean, there are courses out there as well that'll that'll get you across the line. You know, it's it's a growth hack for sure to kind of leapfrog a lot of this stuff out there. YouTube is great, but even I, with my YouTube content, can't give you all what I can in a course. And that's the reason why we ended up having to graduate to do some courses, because we just wanted to be able to give people a full thought. Whereas, you know, on YouTube, you really just kind of give them a micro, a micro answer to one specific thing. So I, I think all of those are resources for people who feel that weight and they are overwhelmed. Um, listen, I'll be honest, even this resource, this podcast here is also a resource uh, for people to be able to answer some of those questions, find out what their plan is and begin to start taking steps in the direction of their dreams. So absolutely, all of the above um, are definitely ways that you can break it down into bite-sized chunks so that it's manageable and it's not overwhelming. And let's just say, I mean, you're a coach. So how does someone get a hold of you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Kirk R. Nugent dot com is my website. Um, there's a really great guy by, by the name of who has the same name and he, he grabbed Kirk Nugent before I did. Uh, so, so definitely don't forget that R Kirk R Nugent, um, K I R K R N U G E N T.com. That's my website. Uh, that's my, you know, headquarters on the World Wide web. There's, um, you can put, book a discovery call there. You can book an int introductory coaching session there. Uh, several different resources, a YouTube playlist, all that stuff on that website. So that's that's where everything is, KirkArnugent.com. Amazing. Well, it'll be in the show notes. Thank you so much for Kirk uh, for being on the show. We'll definitely have you back at some point and uh, talk to you soon.